All right, it's uh, it's been a while since we recorded an episode of N10. Uh, last episode was recorded on, I believe, May 30th, and that was a pretty long time ago. And we got some hockey news finally to announce to you guys. I'm sure if you read the news or were watching the draft lottery, you already know what happened there. And the Hockey Hall of Fame happened, and then some hub cities were named to the NHL. So, but before we get started, Joe and Flager are here. What are you guys up to uh, during this past month that we weren't recording N10? Yeah, well, things are slowly getting back to normal, kind of. Yeah. I'm still, like, cautious of everything, but uh, I know, like, patios are open here now, and, and like, you could actually go out and do stuff, um, but I'm still doing school, uh, but, <laughs> I mean, I'm not happy to be doing school in the summer, but, and it's all online, too, which really sucks, but that's what I'm doing lately, so. I've just been working a ton since, like, the start of June, so I have, like, two jobs, basically, I'm working right now. And I was taking an online course, but then I just got too busy, so I dropped that and said F that because I was not doing good in it. So <laughs> I wanted to enjoy some days during the summer, so I dropped that. But yeah, like Flager said, things are starting to open up a little bit more. It was actually Canada Day yesterday, so there was no like public fireworks. It was like more people would buy fireworks and have them in front of their lawn and stuff. So it's different, but like things are slowly transitioning to like i guess a different stage now where yeah. things are open so yeah hopefully it gets back up and running and i guess we can start with the most recent news that's happened in the national hockey league with the hub cities not 100% confirmed to be uh the these two cities which would be toronto and edmonton uh, bob mckenzie has confirmed it but the nhl hasn't said anything about it yet but uh what are you guys thoughts on two Canadian cities being announced as hub cities for the National Hockey League play-ins well, and playoffs. I definitely trust Bob McKenzie's announcement, I think. I think he's pretty trustworthy at times. Um, but I'm kind of surprised in a way. I really thought that Vegas and Toronto were going to be – I mean, I, I kind of expected Toronto to become one of them, um, but Edmonton kind of came out of the blue for me. I wasn't expecting them to get picked. But I guess for the league, like for the safety of players, I think coming up to Canada is probably the best case for – for keeping them safe because we haven't really had I mean there's definitely cases up here but not as much as the states and that's probably based on the fact that the states is just a lot more heavily populated um, but yeah so like safety wise I think it's good and yeah I don't know like I expect Toronto not Edmonton but they're both good choices I guess lots of arenas in both cities yeah. for like for players to to pro or teams to practice Mm -hmm. um, which is good. That was probably a big thing, I would imagine, in their decision. Yeah, really I enjoy. think... Um, so once, like, the, the states started getting a lot more cases, not just in Florida, but just in general, like, probably three or four weeks ago, or maybe, yeah, maybe even less than that, then I was like, okay, it has to definitely be in Canada now because our cases have been going down for, like, the past two weeks, like, less than 200 cases in Ontario here, where, obviously, one of the hub cities is going to be in Toronto, so... There was honestly a no-brainer like a few weeks ago that they would do it. The reason like why they I think they waited so long is because I think the NHL had a deal with Vegas as being like the West kind of team because they want to have a West and East uh, kind of city. But since their cases went up, they kind of like pulled their offer and like waited to the last minute kind of because the cases kept going up. So it is smart for them to do it in Canada. There's no like advantage really because there's no fans. You can't really go watch them you can't see them because they're going to be like under heavy like security protocols so 
I really like how it's in Canada. Like, it's kind of cool in that sense, but, like, there's, not, there's like, no advantage, really, it being yeah. there. It's just more safe. At the yeah. end of the day, from, like, a fan standpoint, it doesn't even really matter at all. Because, mm-hmm. like, no one's going to be going to the games anyways. So, I think another big factor, obviously, and I think we've talked about it before, was, uh, like, capacity, like, hotel capacity um, for, for teams, management, and staff to be, like, staying in hotels and... I guess, obviously, I, I knew Toronto would meet that criteria, like, for quality of hotel and capacity, but I didn't realize that Edmonton would actually have the capacity to hold all everyone that's going to be traveling. Yeah, like, what you're saying right now, like, uh, the capacity and stuff, like, I, like, up until the last six teams, I really thought Vancouver was going to get it, just because that they have that Olympic, uh, I don't know what it's called, Olympic. Yeah, the, the Olympic... Um, like village, village yeah I think that's yeah. the name so i i don't know if that's still intact but like that's a really good um advantage point for vancouver and i really thought they were going to get it for just that reason but apparently they didn't and toronto and edmonton are set to get it we'll see what happens and the thing about joe you talked about like the security and stuff like i just wonder if like obviously it's no surprise that edmonton and toronto have really big hockey markets here with the toronto maple leafs and the edmonton oilers and i'm just like I want to know your thoughts. Like, do you really think this can get out of hand in terms of fans, you know, not obviously going to the games, but going downtown and maybe finding out where these people are staying in terms of what the teams are staying, the players are staying to go downtown and try and get some autographs or harass them. I'm just wondering if that uh, could be a effect for the NHL in Toronto and Edmonton. Yeah, I think so. Like, like they're going to have to really, like, especially like not even just fans, but even just keeping the players intact. Like, if you're going to have, like, a bunch of hockey players in Toronto, like, bars are starting to open up and patios and stuff. Like, you actually have to, like, monitor them as well so they don't, like, I don't know. I don't know if they'll have, like, a curfew or something. But, like, basically they just stay in their hotels and, like, maybe go get food here and there. But, like, not go out at night or something mm-hmm. or whatever. So it's not just the fans, but it's, like, the players, they have to, like, keep an eye on as well. Like, even the NBA, like they have the bubble in Orlando. Like you're gonna have a mm-hmm. ton, you're gonna have like a ton of players there that wanted like they don't want to stay in Disney for like three months. Yeah. So like that's like the hard part too. It's, it's not just the fans, but like the players' desires too. The lifestyle, like the way that the players are gonna be living, is gonna suck too. Because imagine living in a hotel for like it's gonna be at least a month straight for all the players. I mean. Obviously, players from Edmonton and Toronto are probably going to be living at home. Right. But, like, players that are traveling from outside the city are going to be living in hotels for months, weeks. Mm-hmm. That kind of sucks. Yep. Especially, that could also like... actually, that could give Edmonton and Toronto an advantage if you think of it because, like, players will, will be in their normal state from those teams because they'll be living at home. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine just being on the road. You get fatigued. For sure, I think. Like, it just wouldn't be the same as uh, a regular playoffs. That's true. For sure. Uh, they haven't, like, I don't know what they're going to do, but I have a small feeling that, like, Edmonton will play in Toronto and Toronto will play in Edmonton for some reason. Because, like, I don't think they want to give those two teams that that much of an advantage while it's playing on home ice. Like, I know there's no fans and stuff like that, but, like, I don't think Wait, they would so- give... Like, see, they haven't announced who's going to play where yet. So, like... If it was announced in Dallas and Dallas got like got the uh, Hub City nomination, I, d- I don't know if they would play in Dallas. So I don't know if that's 100% confirmed. If 
the hub cities will play in their own hub cities. But yeah, that would make it more fair though if they right, exactly. That. So I didn't even think that they were gonna do that, but that yeah, I don't know why it's been announced. So we'll see in the couple days, in the couple weeks. It says what, what training camp was supposed to start. What July tenth or something like that. Yeah, I think they I came think out so, today yeah. and actually confirmed, or yesterday, I think they confirmed the 13th, so like okay. a week and a half from now or so. Yeah, we should know a lot more details about the NHL season uh, July 13th, but I think that's pretty much it with the Hub Cities. I mean, if yeah, that's pretty much it. I think we pretty much covered everything about the Hub Cities, so I guess we'll get to... Hmm, draft lottery. I want to yeah. talk about the draft lottery. All right. Let's get into the, I don't even know, the maddest draft lottery in NHL history. I can't even cross my mind still about this, but... Wings yeah, fans, like, turn off the episode right now yeah. before you yeah. leave your phone. Yeah, so if you live under a rock and you're an NHL fan, I'm, you don't know this, but a placeholder team will have Alexis Lafreniere in their hands whenever the draft is. It's set to be around October, um, but you're going to have Alexis Lafreniere, whatever team that is, gets limited from the play-in rounds. So congrats to you, and congrats to the NHL for doing a fantastic lottery here, once again, where the last place team does not get the first overall pick. So not Detroit even the top moves. three, man. Not exactly. Not even the top three. Yeah, they moved I, to I saw four. a stat, like, I think there was, like, over 70% chance. I think it might have been 75% chance that the Red Wings get a top three pick and they got the fourth. How much does that suck? It's awful. It's such a joke, man. It's such a joke. Like I'm not (laughs) complaining because I think it's gonna be rigged for Montreal to win. So so I'm not complaining. Go to Montreal. Yeah, they have French, right? Yeah, yeah. But all I think there's so many other factors. Like he's French the draft lottery is supposed to be Montreal. Obviously, it's not, and they're hosting it next year. So they lost out on all that like revenue and like money right. or whatever the hell they were gonna make there. <laughs> Plus, they haven't had the first overall pick since 1980. Plus, it just makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean they play the Penguins in the qualifying round, so yeah, that's just a tough matchup. Just send in uh, uh, Lindgren and Ned, and we're good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this so is, uh, that first pick will be either the Penguins, Habs, Hurricanes, Rangers, Islanders, Panthers, Leafs, Blue Jackets, or Oilers, Blackhawks, Predators, Coyotes, Canucks, Wild Flames, or Jets. Yeah, and then right. like whoever, yeah, whoever loses that play-in will each have a, a one in eight or twelve point five percent chance at getting the first overall pick, and also. Like even Ottawa, they got third and fifth. They had mm-hmm. with their with their pick in San Jose's, they had a combined like twenty five percent chance to get first. Like, yeah. good thing they got top three because they're either gonna get like Stuzel or Byfield. So that's mm-hmm. like can't complain about either of those guys. Right. So, but still like twenty five percent chance at first, and then you get like third, <laughs> and then a team comes in that's basically in the playoffs is gonna steal your pick. Yeah. Yep. A team that's already good. I mean, like, I don't know who's the worst team out of every play-in team, but like the Montreal or Chicago, Wilds. even like just in terms of points. Yeah, in terms of points, yeah, and they're gonna scoop up one of Alexis Lafreniere. So, I mean, imagine losing in the playoffs, and your your, I guess, award is Alexis Lafreniere. Like, that's crazy. Man. Yeah, I know it shouldn't. 
it's not right, but that's just how it is. Um, if the Leafs happen to get that first pick, I oh wouldn't even God. want them to get that first pick. You know how much heat they'd get for the next tons of years if they were to lose. Well, that and you know how much pressure they would get. Exactly. If they got this first pick, and then let's say next year they don't even make playoffs <laughs> somehow, like because how many freaking top five picks have they had in the last? Yeah, I well, guess top five. I guess three. Two. No, but I guess. Yeah. Like they do have a shit ton of like really good young players who eventually they're gonna have to keep, right? Like mm-hmm. yeah. if you get Lafreniere in there in that mix, you're gonna have to get rid of someone on your roster. So well, I don't even want to see Leafs get that first pick to be honest. If they would, if they were to get Lafreniere, like either like Nylander's like a hundred percent gone, <laughs> most likely. Yeah. Because you can't even like keep a salary. It's either him or <laughs> Marner, but like. Marner has mm-hmm. more like Marner. money committed, so that would be like a tough choice. Like, would you think like Lafreniere would be better than Marner, and then keep Nylander because the salary cap's lower? Mm-hmm. They would have. It would have to honestly. You have to have to trade one of those two guys if they get. Yeah, or maybe even Lafreniere. Yeah, maybe even Lafreniere and go trade get that uh, first pick, and then get a good defenseman. Actually, that's not a bad idea. Go get like a Dougie Hamilton. Yeah, um, I have like three like questions for you guys. Just about this placeholder team getting the first pick. So my first question is, which team do you, like, out of the teams that could get on the play on, playing rounds, which team do you not want to get the pick? And which team would you, wouldn't mind getting the pick? So I guess we'll start with Joe. Okay, so there's two, wait, hmm. can I have more than one team for teams I don't want getting it? Sure, uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. All right, Pittsburgh, fuck no. Edmonton, no. Toronto, no. Uh, who else would there be? I'm trying to think of the good teams. Like those Oilers. three teams for sure. Definitely no. not the Oilers. Yeah, no, Oilers. Too many. No. no, no, no. Oilers and Pittsburgh. I would stop if if it's like Pittsburgh, Edmonton, Toronto. I'll I won't watch next year hockey. <laughs> I'll boycott. Yeah, it'd be embarrassing in the league. But yeah, Flager, who's your picks? Well, okay, definitely. I don't want to see the Oilers get the first pick. But I I do really want to see the Habs get it, I think. Because I think it would be cool to have Lafreniere in in Montreal. Like, he's a Frenchie. He, he plays in the queue. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, Montreal, like, the Habs fans love their French players, especially right. when they could speak French, too. That's mm-hmm. a big plus side. So that would be kind of cool, I think. Um, but in terms of other teams, I don't know. I don't want the Penguins. I kind of agree with Joe. Like, I don't think – I think they're too good to get a first pick, the first overall pick. I could maybe see. I wouldn't mind if the Jets got it. To be honest, I don't know. I I think. Yeah. I can't picture him in a Jets jersey, but I just think, I don't know. Like I I think the Jets are a good team, and I kind of, ever since um their first season, back in the NHL, I kind of like like to root for them. And yeah, I think I would say the Jets too, maybe, that I'd like to see them get that. Yeah. First pick. On, like Habs is by far number one for me. Yeah, and like on a realistic note. The Habs should be in the lottery, so yeah. I mean, if they were to get Lafreniere, I mean, they they honestly should be in that conversation because they should have been in the lottery first of all instead of these. That 20- would take heat off the NHL too, right? Yeah, that, that's true. Chicago, I mean, they don't really deserve to be in the playoffs, and if they were to get them, I mean, they're adding Lafreniere to already, I mean, decent amount of team uh, players on that team with Kane and Taves and yeah. DeBrincat and guys like that, Bogfist on the back end, so. I mean, they're pretty good guys there, but 
there's a bunch of teams where I wouldn't mind them getting the first overall pick. I mean, they've never had a guy like that in the roster, but I mean, it sucks the way that this number one team has to be a pace holder team, but I still got two more questions for you guys. So uh, if a team were to get the first overall pick that didn't need the first overall pick, do you think they would trade that pick? And what team would like, do you think would trade that pick? Hmm. I really think I could see the Leafs doing that. I think. Um, I also maybe the Hurricanes because I feel like their management is very ballsy with the moves that they make. But I could see them doing that too. I think. But I I don't I really don't see the Hurricanes. I see the Hurricanes first of all maybe beating the Rangers, and then I don't really think they'll even end up with that first pick anyway. So I'm just thinking like okay, I'd even mention actually like which team was I wouldn't mind getting the first pick. Like, probably, like, mm. probably Minnesota would be a good one. Yeah. They haven't had a franchise player, so I wouldn't mind if they got him. But, like, I don't know. Like, because, like, even Minnesota is a decent-sized hockey market. Probably one of the better ones in the States. Like, Flager said, even the Jets, I wouldn't mind. But I think they would, I don't know if they'll flip them, but they would definitely trade, like, a, an Ehlers or a Line away to get a defenseman if they do get him. So, like, yeah, to Thomas's question, like, if the, say, like, the Jets got him, they would, I don't know if they would flip him, but they would instantly flip, like, a line or an Ehlers, yep. I think. Another asset. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm just looking through the teams here. Even, like, Vancouver. So, you say Vancouver loses the play-in and they get him, I think they'll trade him for, like, a, I don't even know, like, another stud defenseman to play with Hughes. Mm-hmm. So, they might. You think like, they would do that? I think because they have too many forwards. Like I think they have like they have Pedersen, Besser. They're I think they're gonna re-sign to Foley. They got Pearson. They got Horvat. They got Godet. They have Rutan. They got guys overseas. They don't. Yeah, they, have, yeah, like they a... have. They have a what's his name? Podolski, Podolkin, Zoltskin, Hoglander. Yeah, like guys exactly. Like that. They have they have a lot of like forward like Europeans right now across seas. So. I think they would like flip him for like like a stud defenseman to play with Hughes and either like not re-sign Tanev or like get rid of Myers' contract even though they just signed him last year. Mm-hmm. So that's like an example. Or I wouldn't mind him going to Arizona either. They've I was never just had, thinking that. Yeah, they've never had like a franchise, like a first overall pick. I don't yes. think they've had one, I don't know, ever, but not for a long time. Well, like, Was Ronick drafted there? I don't, I don't remember. That's why I have no idea. It's been a while since we talked about hockey. That's why, too. <laughs> yeah, like I, I have to jog my memory. Like I have no idea. And like with Arizona, um, like they've lost out on the first overall pick many, many times. Yeah, they should have yeah. got it. Yeah. Like the Eichel that. draft. Oh my! The Eichel no, draft. Yeah, draft, they, they got uh, Strom. They finished third. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see them trading the first overall pick though. No, 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 no. I keep it for I w- sure. That's like one of my teams. Sorry, I should have clarified. That's like one of my teams that I wouldn't mind getting the first pick because then like. If this ha- like say like Arizona gets it, I think Hall like would resign instantly. To be honest. Oh yeah, I th- yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, so like and like I wouldn't mind seeing that. Um, well, almost. And the NHL would get a boner for that. That's all I know. <laughs> they would yeah, never move them. In Arizona, man. <laughs> yeah, they own the team for God's sakes, basically. Yeah. yeah all right. So what's your third question? My third question is. Do you feel bad for the teams that missed out on the first overall pick when they deserved the first overall pick? So Buffalo, New Jersey, the Ducks, the Sens, and the Red Wings. Well, I feel bad for the Red Wings for sure. <laughs> like, I don't know. They just never seem to get luck when it comes to the draft lottery. But then again, you could also argue the fact that 
they just put up like the worst regular season in hockey mm-hmm. history. So do they even deserve that first pick? Probably not. Um, okay, so for me, it's like different. Like it basically, this draft lottery this year specifically just shows like you can't tank. Like it's worthless. Yeah. Like at least try for to sure. win games. Like the Red Wings were goddamn embarrassment last year. Like I think they only won 17 games out of like 70. They had mm-hmm. like over 20 points less than Ottawa who finished 30th. Like that's how bad they were. But like, like I feel bad for Detroit just because how bad they were. But like, it basically yeah. just shows, like, you can't just tank because you're not going to, like, nine times out of ten. Like, I think the only time last place got first was when the Leafs got Matthews and when the Sabres got Dalene. I think that's the only time where the last place team got first in the last, like, ten years or something like that. Yeah. So, whatever. It, I just, well, it just basically says don't tank. At least try to win yeah. some games. Right, yeah. exactly. Um, I don't think Detroit was capable of winning games with their roster. Like, I don't think... Maybe some nights, okay, maybe they would just dog it in and say, okay, like <laughs> we're going to lose anyways to, like, I don't know, Vegas or something like that. But I, I think they were just a terrible team and lost so many games because they were just terrible. But yeah. at the end of the day, like, you got last by, like, 20 points. Your odds should be, like, at least 50% in this draft. Like, <laughs> and they go to four, not even two, not even three, four. How do you, like, they should have, like, a, a like 100% of coming th- top three that's where yeah. I, that's where i get mad at like yeah okay that i agree with like, like if that. you finish dead last you know they you're should, guaranteed you know they top could three do? you know what they could do to make the draft lottery more fair um let's say you add up the total amount of points combined from all teams in the nhl and then you take like the percentage of points that each team had in that point contribution so let's say so how many points did the red wings have this year i don't even know off the top of my head do you, you know 30-something. Less than 30. Let's say there was a 1,000 points combined between every single NHL team. I know that's not a real number, but you take 30 to make that by 1,000, then that gives them, like, what? Like, a much... Bigger percentage, yeah. Yeah, bigger percentage. Well, no, you'd have to inverse it, actually. You'd have to inverse it. Yeah, I I see see what you're getting at. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, that would be more fair than how it is now. But this way, like you just mentioned, like this way it shows that you can't tank because it doesn't even matter, really. It's all yeah, random. It's been a question for a amount of years now. Like, can't really tank in order to get the first dollar pick. And I know Alexis Lafreniere is probably going to be, I don't know if generational talent's the word, but a, a really good elite player in this league. But yeah. We've seen drafts before where the first overall pick isn't the best player in the draft. It's a bust, yeah. So maybe Detroit gets a blessing in disguise here. From now, I don't think so because Alexis Lefanier is just really good. But maybe in a few years down the road, they select some guy at fourth overall and he's the best guy in the draft and one of the best players of all time. You never know. But we've seen drafts before, like the Yakupov one, to uh, set an yeah. example there. He's no longer in the league and Edmonton is still bad, so... But yeah, this draft lottery was really, really crazy. Sucks for the Ottawa Senators too, as Joe mentioned, with the three and five. They honestly should have had a top two pick. Uh, they've been bad for the last few years now. But yeah, all the teams here in the top eight uh, for the draft order sucks. But I mean, the first all, I wouldn't have a problem if the, this pick with the placeholder team was like two or three, just that it's one. Everyone gets pissed, and I am one of them. So it's tough to see, but again, just tells you you can't take in this league. So 
I guess we'll move on to our last topic here, unless you guys want to say something else about the draft lottery. Go ahead if you want to. We've been talking about it for a long time now, I think. It's time for the Hall of Fame inductees, I think. Yes, okay. So, yeah, we'll get to the Hall of Fame inductees. I mean, Flager, you can name them off if you want to, or Joe. I don't Uh, even have the list in front of me. Yeah, I don't have the list in front of me, but I know Jerome McGinley, Marion Hosa, were. I think they were both first ballots. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then we had Kevin Lowe. Um... Doug Wilson was one of them, and then who was the last? Kevin uh, Ken Holland and Kim Saint Pierre. Oh, yeah. Ken yeah. Holland was the other one, and then yeah, Kim Saint Pierre was the female back on to this year. Yep. Um, I got a lot to say about this. I think Alexander McGillney got snubbed again. We'll just I think he should have been first ballot because he was like he was one of those hockey builders. He was the first player from the Soviet Union to, to come over, like first Russian player to come over and play in the NHL. And he almost he kind of had to like risk his life in a way. Um, like I know that the Soviet Union was like super strict with with uh, people leaving their country like back in the day. There's a, a really good documentary um, on Alexander McGillney. I always forget what it's called. But literally if you go online and just type in Alexander McGillney documentary, um, It'll be the first one that pops up. It's a really good documentary. I like highly recommend you watch it, and you'll just realize after watching it like how how big of an influence he had on on Russian players coming over to play in the NHL after he was the first one to do that. So I think he kind of got snubbed, and not just he wasn't just a hockey builder. He was also a really good player on the ice. I know he averaged definitely over a point per game. I don't have his stats in front of me right now, but um, like he, I, I think he also won Liddy Bing one year. He won one Stanley Cup, and I think he made the All Star team maybe two or three times, something like that. So it's not like he was a shitty player. Like he was a great player and a hockey builder. And I think he got snubbed yet again this year. I would have probably swapped him for uh, Kevin Lowe, I think. But other than that, like, I think Aginla and Hosa were, like, no-brainer Hall of Famers for sure. Uh, Doug Wilson, I think, is also, like, he has to be in the Hall of Fame for me, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, to be honest, like, the Canadian inductee, Kim St. Pierre, I'm not going to lie. Like, I don't really care that much about um, the female uh, inductees every year. Like, I don't get too excited about that, but... I'm just being honest. Yeah. Just straight no up. All right. So for my view on this, like like you said, like again, and Hosts are like slam dunk Hall of Famers. Like I'm just going to lift off a few of their accolades because there are yeah. like again, specifically, it sucks. He never got a Stanley Cup. It's, it's like a mm-hmm. shame really because like he's mm-hmm. like he broke a lot of ground, especially with like like a lot of like black players in the NHL right now. Like he was like a big inspiration for them. Like yeah. a PK Subban, for example, like he he was like one, he was like the first I would I once I don't know first, but he was one of the a generational kind of like figure for not just like Canadians but like people of color as well. To and he was like a really big like humanitarian in Calgary. But let me just yeah. go through over his statistics. So he had over fifteen hundred games played, six hundred twenty five goals, six hundred seventy five assists for thirteen hundred points, right on the nose. He won a. Uh, Two gold medals, I think. One in 2002 with Canada and one in 2010 where he set up Crosby's golden goal. He won the Rocker Rashard, I believe, twice. He won the Lester B. Pearson 
in the in the heart. I don't know if he won the heart, but the Lester B. Pearson in two thousand two, I think, he led the Flames to Game Seven of the Stanley Cup Final in 04 where they lost to Tampa Bay. He is Calgary's basically all-time leader in games played, goals, points, all that good stuff. The guy was like the heart and soul of the team for like fifteen years. And yeah, like Aginla was a great power forward for his time. And it just sucks he never got a cup. And then for Hosa, I mean, the guy's career is kind of funny. And I think everyone knows this, where yeah. he bounced around the teams there. He went from Pittsburgh, went to the finals, they lost to Detroit. Then he signed one year with Detroit, went to the finals again, lost to Pittsburgh. Then he signed in Chicago and then won the cup. And then he ended up being a three-time Stanley Cup champion. He has over 500 goals, 1,100 points. Um, Get during, this. Like, I, I want to interrupt you. Get this. Sure. Sure. His plus minus. I don't know. You probably have his, the stats in front of you, but it's he's a plus two forty five in his career. Yeah, I was That's just about to crazy. get to that. Yeah. That is absolutely crazy. Anyways, I was, continue. I was just about to get to that. Like how I was like right, kind of like when he got to Chicago after that first cup, he started becoming more of like a two way like winger. Like he was like one of the best two way wingers in the league for like from like I think like roughly around the first time like that first cup till when he retired. Yet to retire because of of a skin cancer he actually had he was forced to retire he could just i think his, he still technically was under contract still even to today so that kind of sucks how he went out but i mean three stanley cups terrible yeah yeah he's one of the best like european players like he's not from like For a sure. russia or a sweden or finland he's from a slovakia or slovenia i think slovakia Czech or slovakia yeah yeah, yeah slovakia, slovakia. so slovakia. yeah so he was like one of their best. He's like one of their best players, if not their best player. And Hoso is a great player in his prime too. So, those guys are deserving. And now, I want to get to all the other players are deserving. I think uh, Doug Wilson and Ken Hall, and I really like those inductees. But Kevin Lowe, like Flager said, is such a stupid induction. Like the guy retired like twenty five years ago. <laughs> and the guy finally, all of a sudden, now he's all this Hall of Famer. All of a sudden. The guy was like is like sixty five right now or seventy or something. The guy's like, well, wow, I made the Hall of Fame. Like he was part of some of the best teams of all times, and he was like a a wingman essentially. The guy was like a fourth or fifth defenseman on every team that he was on, basically, and he was like a shutdown defenseman, and he won like six cups. And now now twenty five years later, he's a Hall of Famer. So I'm just like uh-huh. salty about that. Like Flager said, McGillney should definitely be in instead of him. McGillney should have been in a while ago. Never mind, just this year. But yeah. it's it's just like like they make these stupid decisions, yeah. like choices like that. I wouldn't like, say it's not necessarily stupid. Like he he had six Stanley Cups and he won uh, the Clancy like back in the day, like long time ago. <laughs> I mean, and we're talking a long time ago. He played, but um, like when you have six Stanley Cups under your belt, I guess you do deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. And he was, like, part of, like, super iconic Edmonton Oilers teams. Um, but, yeah, I, I still think I would have put McGillney in over him. Yeah, and then uh, for, like, Doug Wilson, like, I think he went in as a player. He was a pretty good defenseman, actually. I think he won the Norris. And even as a GM, so, like, Doug Wilson is a Hall of Famer just for, like, mm-hmm. basically all of his contributions to hockey as a player, as a GM. And then Ken Holland's a good builder because he did – he was the GM of all four of Detroit's Cup victories in the last like twenty plus years. Now he's in Edmonton trying to make things work over there with McDavid. So he definitely should be in the Hall of Fame as well, I think. Yep. Yeah, so Ken Holland was obviously 
Very deserved. I guess he was the only, um, like, management inductee, I guess, right? Yeah, see, I don't know if Doug Wilson got in. would you say Doug Wilson? Yeah, I know. I don't know if he got in. So, I, but yeah, Ken Holland for sure is, like, um, part of management getting inducted and very disturbingly so with the Red Wings. Doug Wilson Uh, won an Oris, I just actually. I'm going through his hockey reference. Yeah, I I can't see if he got in with as a player, though. I would assume both. His stats were actually really good as a defense. Very good, yeah. 827 points in 1,024 games. Yeah, very good. Yeah, I never realized how good of a player he was. To me, I think of him as, uh, like, uh, his management, everything that he's done on the management side of things. But... um, to be honest, I didn't even realize that he played in the NHL because, I mean, I wasn't born back when he played. <laughs> True. So. Um, with Ken Holland, though, um, he moved to an assistant GM after being a scout with Detroit, and uh, and then he was named to Detroit's GM in 1997. And, and he spent 22 years as GM for the Red Wings, which is pretty impressive. And he won three cups, obviously, with the Red Wings. And during his time in Detroit, he's won more combined regular season and playoff games than any other uh, NHL franchise with 1,044 wins, which is wow. uh, that stat is pretty incredible there, and yeah. very deservingly so of Ken Holland being there. I mean, some of his cups were without the salary cap for the Detroit Red Wings, but still put together very good groups of guys for the Detroit Red Wings in their time. So uh, he's very deservingly to go in the G uh, in the, the Hockey Hall of Fame, and he's actually still a GM in the league with the Edmonton Oilers. So that's pretty impressive that he's going to the Hall of Fame and. Probably has the Oilers. a couple more cups to come, I think. With McDavid, I think you have a pretty good chance of doing that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but going back to Jerome McGinley, like, not only did he get so many awards, and you know, the Rocker Richard was in that conversation as well, and the Mark Messier NHL Leadership Award. Not only that, but this is an impressive stat that I've always followed when he was just in the league. Um, I'm counting the many amount of seasons he scored over 30 goals. And he put up 30 goals in 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 straight seasons before the wow. NHL lockout hit in 2012-13 where he scored 9 goals. Because obviously he played 31 games in that year, but that was a short year. And then he went back to he went to Boston the years after where it was actually the first full season. And then he scored 30 goals again. So, I mean, we can technically say he had 12 straight 30 goal seasons, but this guy was just a machine in front of the net and just scored goals at will. And, you know, he never got a hundred points in a year, but I think his goal scoring just made up for all that point scoring. So he's very, very deservingly of that. And he finished off his career with the Los Angeles Kings. Didn't uh, do anything with them, but I really hoped he went back to Calgary to finish his career. Obviously he didn't, but Jerome McGinley for sure. Yeah. Like that's very deserving. Marion Hosa, we just mentioned, it's very deserving. Those two. And And again, you you can't forget that he also is a he was a super gritty and tough player too when he played. Very, yep. He had he yeah, he, basically the mold of a power forward. Yeah. Like the, modern day, the modern day power forward. For sure. yes. Yeah. For sure. He could do everything for sure. <laughs> he could literally just score and drop the gloves right after. That's what Jerome Ginley did for the Flames. And Make obviously a pass, deck someone, yeah. leader, like Anything you want in a good player, he was. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, this was like the first year that a Russian of the USSR didn't get into the Hall of Fame, which is kind of weird. I've, huh. I've seen the past couple years where Russians get up, got in. 
I can't remember who it was last year. It might have been. Yeah, I don't remember who it was last year, but it wasn't someone that was like, oh, like he deserves to be there. It was I think it was like a, like borderline. Like, yeah, he could get it. I don't remember who it was though. Mm-hmm. But there's always one of those players that gets in. Obviously, didn't get in this year, but I should mean, should have been McGillney, man. It should have been McGillney. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. As we look into next year, I guess we can probably say the frontliner should be McGillney and Alfredson. Yep, I would. But agree. maybe. Maybe Joe Thornton retires this year and he gets a Hall of Fame right off the bat. First ballot. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I don't think he's going to – well, we'll see if he retires. Well, you, I think first ballot, you still have to wait three or four years after you retire. The only person I think that maybe. didn't was like Lemieux and Gretzky, I'm pretty sure. I think there was other guys too. I, and I like maybe Howe, Gordy Howe. Yeah, you're something. right. I think it might be two or three years of eligibility. Like you have to wait. Yeah, because I think Aguila and Hossa both retired in 2017, 2017. I want to say. So that was three years, and that's first ballot. So I don't know if and Thornton still... was like a Gretzky, where it's like instantly retires, he's in the Hall of Fame. That's true. I think we could yeah. all agree that when Crosby and Ovechkin retire, they're right in the Hall of Fame the next year. I think so, especially so... if Ovechkin gets close to the goal totals too. That's true. Um, one thing that I wanted to mention that I didn't realize this about Jerome Aguila he got drafted by the Dallas Stars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Trade for Joe Newendike. Yeah, but to be fair, the the Stars won the Cup in '99 with Newendike. So I mean, yeah, it kind of worked out for them. It was a good trade off. Yeah. Yeah. No, but so, I, I mean, I, it looks I mean, not bad. Many people, but... Not many people realize that though, because he was yeah. playing for. Yeah, exactly. So he long. was traded on draft day, I think. Or he was he was a prospect for a year or something. But yeah, like they traded for Newendike, and, and it worked out. So I mean. I wouldn't if I was a Stars fan. I wouldn't really complain because that's their only cup that they have. So, yeah, they didn't really work out for the Flames. They they made a final, I think. But they, they made, yeah, they made the game. final game seven, and but they couldn't get it done. Yeah, oh, they well. made the playoffs with Jerome McGinley, uh One, two, three, four, five seasons. So, the All straight too, I think. Yes, right? the four next series weren't very long, seven and six games. So. Yeah, that's I mean, the Ginla, thing. Like he, like Ginla didn't have many good players around him at all. Yeah, like, that's, I could that's barely name two players that on those teams that were like, other than like Kiprusoft maybe, but like yeah, like that's forwards. Really like it. he didn't have like a like a Backstrom or I don't know. It's like a, like a good assist Stager, guy or man. something. <laughs> Matt <Stager. laughs> That was later in career, but yeah, no, I'm joking. Though. Um, yeah, no, he didn't really have like anyone. They didn't have great was... players around him. Yeah. Yeah, Anyways, sucks, we've been talking but... about McGinlin Hall of Fame for a long time now. Yeah, he deserves it though. I mean, he's freaking good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like I liked him growing up for sure. He's one of my like probably like ten favorite players when I was like maybe growing up playing. Yeah, and but he definitely had a big team. influence on colored players growing up too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Even though, I think he's half right. Is he half? White, half black. I think, so. I think his dad's Jamaican. So, yeah, I think. But I'm not sure. I just want to search up quickly. Um, maybe next year some of the guys who can get in. But as we mentioned, I think McGillney should headline that with Alfredson. Yeah, he needs to. It's been so long, like... too, since he's been out of the... Like, I don't know how many years... How many years <laughs> yeah, do you tons. have of eligibility after you are eligible? Well, look at Kevin Lowe. The guy was like 30 years after, for God's sake. <laughs> so I guess infinite? Yeah, yeah but was infinity. that like... Well, was he coming to the end of his term, or...? 
Was it Willie O'Ree inducted like last year? He played like the yeah. 50s. Yeah, he might have It's like infinity. Been. It's not like baseball where it's the thing. It's like 10 years after eligibility and you can't get in or something. True. Yeah, I think I think that's how it works. But there's always like... The Hall of Fame does it weird. Like, I don't know what their criteria is because a guy like Kevin Lowe can get in the Hall of Fame, but then you have Alexander McGillie just waiting there. So I, I don't know what they Who's look a build, at. Like a hockey builder, basically. Yeah, like I, I don't know what they look at sometimes. Like obviously well, fans like are gonna question their picks, but like Lanny, man, you gotta figure it out, man. You gotta get these. I guys think in. like the NHL's criteria is way too easy to get into the Hall of Fame. Like basically, if you were like more than above average for like ten years, like you're instantly in the Hall of Fame, like eventually. Or if you have, yeah. like if you crack over a thousand points, even though you played like like the Sedins, for example, like they're gonna be Hall of Famers, but. They played like 14, 1,500 games or something like that, like, or 1,300, 1,400, and they had barely 1,000 points each. And everyone's like, yeah, they're like first ballot. Like, they weren't that amazing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I they were obviously, yeah, they're definitely deserving, but it's like the bar is not that high. Like, you would think they both barely reached 1,000 points in their career. And then, like, you would think, like, oh, they were like, well, they were like pretty good players. They're great for a few, like especially for like five years. They were like really good, but like everyone's like, yeah, they're instantly Hall of Famers. I'm like, they're good. Yeah, they're gonna be in the Hall of Fame, but like they're not like, I don't know, so, like a like First a, a Ginla, like a Ginla. Yeah. I say what is better than both of them. To be honest, that's what I like. That's what I mean. Like that's an argument. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah. So I'm reading like the scores article for the 2021 Hockey Hall of Fame ballot. And yes, as we're talking about the Sedins, they're up there in that. And then there's Henrik Zetterberg. And yeah. then there is Rick Nash, who I don't think will get in, but he could. Uh, yeah, I don't but think I don't think next year, though. Um, there is... Yeah, there's guys, obviously, like McGillney, Gonchar, uh, Fleury, Theon Fleury, Rod Brindamore. Theon guys Fleury's like that. actually... I'm surprised that he's not in the Hall of Fame yet. I know, it's been a long time since he's left the league. Because he's another guy, too, that, like, I mean, he's no Wayne Gretzky, but, like, he was no. kind of a builder in a way, too, wasn't he? Would you say so? Like, because wasn't he, isn't he a small guy? Yes, very small, very fast. And he played back in the day when, like, hockey was tough, too. Yeah, and then with Yager, he's obviously going to get in for sure, but there's something in here where he's not eligible yet because he's still playing professionally in Czech, which is <laughs> still <laughs> mind-boggling. Considering what, like, 40. Yeah, so... Yeah. He doesn't have eligibility until next year if he were to retire this season. So Joe Thornton, by the way, I I know I think Joe mentioned his name, how he should be in the Hall of Fame eventually. It's his birthday today, by the way. Hmm. I don't know if he Was that. he forty one now? Forty one, yeah. He's old, man. He is. I think. I he think he still wants to play, man. but like. Who knows though? Because honestly, quarantine could have changed his mindset too. Like the whole I mean, coronavirus I saw, thing. They, like, I think he shaved his beard, and the guy has that? a ma- ha- The guy has like a major <laughs> dad bod right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he does. Yeah, he does. Yeah, I did see he shaved his beard. I mean, he looks a lot different, obviously. But yeah, I think we're done here. I think yeah, we, we covered, talked about a lot today. Yeah, I think we covered a lot of stuff, and you know, once obviously, as we mentioned, the July thirteenth training camp starts. I think there'll be a lot more news to talk about, but until then, I don't know when the next episode will be recorded, just because obviously there isn't much news besides the three things we mentioned today. So, 
for all the Canadian viewers, happy belated Canada Day. Yes. And for all the yeah. American viewers, please, please <laughs> don't act stupid on the 4th of July. Yes, well, this, this will actually get posted on... <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, this will actually get posted on the 4th of July. So I guess today, stay safe, guys. Yes. So. Don't make those numbers explode again. I don't. Yeah. I, I think they're past that now. I think yeah. they just yeah. just don't make it like quadruple. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We'll see what happens. Time will tell. Yep. That's my. All right. Favorite. I think we're done here. End to end. We'll be back next Saturday. Hopefully, we'll join us whenever it is. Woo!